Hey everybody, it's Nathaniel Avila reporting from uh, uh, Dallas County, and we're here with super blurry background Jessica <laughs> Jessica Vega from San Antonio. This is me. Hello. Uh, yeah, she made me do the double dual thing on the video. Yes. Um, and it's not just me talking. Uh huh. So the PizzaGate episode was actually our most uh most uh viewed episode so far with 92 what views on youtube 90 views yeah. did we get any thumbs down we did <laughs> and it's also our most disliked video <laughs> I, I didn't know that i did not know that but it's also our most liked video too but but, like, as far as I know, none of them were liked or disliked before that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> we have, so far, three <laughs> thumbs up and two thumbs down. So, we outbit the thumbs down by one. Okay. So, what are we talking about today? Um, today, we are going to be talking about the... Donald Trump sexual misconduct allegations, yeah. which is a list yeah. of people. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a two-parter um, if we feel like it. I don't know. I might just make a one-shot and just be wash our hands to this whole Trump miniseries thing. Because mm -hmm. in two days, as of the time of recording, it's going to be election day. And hopefully... We can be finished with this. Mm. Yes, hopefully. And hopefully, hopefully Biden wins. That's where I'm at. Biden and, and Harris, Kamala Harris. Let's mm. do this. Right I'm ready now. to have a president. I'm ready to have a president in the office that has class, has respect, that knows how to talk. To people mm -hmm. when not putting and not putting people down and not caring. That's not a bully. I feel like he's bullied America into believing his bullshit. Mm. So here we are. Mm -hmm. That's my that's my stand on it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like a lot of the people who voted for him in 2016 saw that he did not fulfill the promises that he that compelled them to vote for him. Then they're deciding not to vote for him this year um because of that that or they're just saying that or they're still gonna vote for him even though they don't like him because they're loyal to their party which mm -hmm. i don't think that's really smart whatever <laughs> so i'm telling you it's the conservative vote it's the it's the church people mm -hmm. but we can beat them because in texas if everybody in all the cities in Texas, which is all very blue, like in Dallas, San Antonio, Fort Worth, Austin, El Paso, and all of the South Texas Plains are all blue. And if every one of them vote in order to, over oh, like these very heavily populated areas, they vote for Biden and they outweigh the rural conservative vote, which is where the all the republicans are is in those vast spaces in texas um where it's mostly just rural area but the population speaking really of 
Yes, I took a, I went um, on a day trip really for one day with my daughter and my friend. We drove to Austin and we took a different route. We went 281. And when you take that route, you go through a lot of areas like that. And these people own like big pieces of land and farms and, you know, and just trumped flags all over. So it was nice for me to see the other side of the fence along the same, you know, roads with Harris and Trump. I mean, Harris and Biden, they're along like they don't care. Like you can have your freaking Trump's stuff over there, but we're going to have our stuff over here. And they, they come from the same you know, they have both equal big amount of space, land, but very different views, right. clearly. Yeah. And if, if, if this, but the population is really small in terms of that. And if we mm. could outvote them in these heavily populated blue cities, we can make Texas blue. And if we make Texas blue then it's done it's over i know we're, and we're right now public... it's it's still red no right now barely it's, though right now it's tied as of mm-hmm. last time i sat, checked it was tied in the polls but the <clears> polls <throat> they do not matter it only matters if you actually go do the thing mm-hmm. and there's a lot of record that record-breaking uh, amount of voters out this year and also the Parkland, uh, not the Parkland, the, well, yeah, Parkland, but the Stoneman Douglas teenagers are now old enough to vote, and they're definitely mm-hmm. voting. They've been very vocal about that. And that is going to be a game changer, the, the Gen Z demographic. Right. The young vote, mm-hmm. the young generation. And yep. they're all coming out. So let's talk about the numerous sexual misconduct allegations after that giant uh, intro, intro thing, because you gotta go vote. Am I right, mm-hmm. Jessica? Hopefully, yes. I'll have this up before Tuesday, which is and yeah, and and I'll be having my conversations with people, and they get heated about it, like real heated about it. Like, fuck Trump, fuck Trump. Yeah, yeah, you feel that way? Then go vote. Because I'll be honest, I was one of those people that did not vote last time, mm-hmm. and I felt like an asshole for it because I talk a lot of crap about it. But I was one of the people that am I'm the re- I'm one of the reasons why he is where he is mm-hmm. because I didn't go and do my due diligence as an American citizen, my right exercise my right to vote. Mm-hmm. So no, I was yeah. gonna let that happen again. Yeah, your exactly. mom, your mom was like, "Do it. You better do it." Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah. Because that was in our last in our episode with the Russian interference, one of their big things was in order to make American voters like have a distrust in the American legal system so they just don't vote at all. So Right. So if you haven't already, check out the Hillary Clinton miniseries. It's really interesting. Was it just called on, it's just called on Hulu. Yeah, it's just called Hillary. It's called Hillary, yeah. So I wish I would have known all that stuff beforehand mm. because I feel like she's a lot of people don't know her. And because they don't know her, they don't they don't trust her enough to to trust her word over what they hear. Right. We, they, the FBI did say they did not find anything in those uh, in those emails. Mm-hmm. She's cleared of all wrongdoing. 
um, mm-hmm. and they just and they also cleared her for war crimes in terms of the incident that happened in Benghazi. She's been cleared of that as well. So let's see what what else is going on. I think um, she would have been great. Yeah, the closest thing that the Trump is trying trying to get with Biden is the Hunter thing. His that, son. Yeah, his son. Who, um, all of a sudden, there's some crazy stuff on his laptop that went to a shop where the cameras were not working that day. And the yeah, and the clerk was blind. Yeah, that's but, that's not suspicious at all. Uh, like, how dumb do you think he is to give somebody a laptop with a lot of incriminating evidence in it and then just not pick it up? Yeah. <laughs> That's so, that's so dumb. That's plain dirty. That is plain dirty because, no. Uh, so let's talk about the sexual misconduct allegations. Now, these are just allegations. None of it is proven. So, yeah. So Trump, who is the current president of the United States, has been accused of rape, sexual assault, and sexual harassment, including non-consensual kissing or groping by at least 25 women since the 1970s. Oh, I see you didn't really like that one. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this. The first one is Ivana Trump, Donald Trump's first wife, who they married in 1977. Ivana stated in a deposition taken in 1989 during the divorce proceedings that Donald had visited her plastic surgeon following which he had expressed anger and ripped out hair from her scalp. Donald said that the accusation was obviously false. The book Lost Tycoon uh, by Henry Hurt III described the alleged attack as a violent assault during which Donald attacked Ivana sexually. According to the book, Ivana later confided to some of her friends that Donald had raped her. In a statement given just before the publication of Hurt's book, and included in the book, Ivana said, On one occasion during 1989, Mr. Trump and I had a material relations, maternal, uh, marital relations in which he behaved very differently toward me than he had during our marriage. As a woman, I felt violated as the love and tenderness which he normally exhibited towards me was absent. I referred to this as a rape, but I do not want my words to be interpreted as literal or criminal sense. So the Trump's divorce was granted on December 1990 on grounds that Donald Donald's treatment of Ivana, including his affair with Marla Maples, was cruel and inhuman. According to Trump's lawyer, Jay Goldberg, this was based on Trump having been seen in public with Marla Maples in 1990. Their settlement had a confidentiality clause preventing Ivana discussing the marriage or the divorce. In 1992, Trump sued uh, sued Ivana for not honoring the a gag clause in their divorce agreement by disclosing facts about him in her best-selling book, and Trump won the gag order. Years later, Ivana said that he that she and Donald are best of friends. In July 2015, campaign endorsement, Ivana said, "I recently read some comments attributed to me from nearly 30 years ago." at a time of very high tension during my divorce with Donald. That story is totally without merit. Whatever. You know, he paid her like $100,000 a month or something like that. Maybe mm. more. Mm. And then she, uh, amen. 
Money makes you forget some things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> I saw you roll your eyes there, too. He won the gag order. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Well, it's did. really hard for me to believe that people with this kind of money can get through the legal system without pulling strings or throwing money here, throwing money there. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. So let's talk about Jill Hart. So Jill Hart Jill. alleged that Trump assaulted her several times. Hearth has stated that in December 1992, while dining with Trump and her then-boyfriend George Haranay, uh, Trump attempted to put his hands between her legs. Hearth and Harney visited Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida in January 1993 for a contract signing celebration. Trump, according to Hearth, offered her a tour before pulling her into an empty bedroom of his daughter Ivanka. I was admiring the decoration and next thing I know he's pushing me against a wall and he has hands all over me. He was trying to kiss me. I was freaking out. That's that's Hearth saying. Uh, she deeply, pro- desperately protested against Trump's advances and eventually managed to run out of the room. She and her boyfriend left rather than stay the night as they had intended. After she became engaged, Hearth alleges Trump began to stalk her. So Hearth filed a lawsuit in 1997 in which she accused Trump of non-consensual groping of her body. Among them, her intimate private parts... And relentless sexual harassment. The suit was withdrawn after Harane settled with Trump for an undisclosed amount in a lawsuit that claimed that Trump had backed out of a business deal. She still claims to have been sexually assaulted, and although she was never violent with her, he was never violent with her, she says his actions were unwanted and aggressive, very sexually aggressive. Following the incident, Hearth said that she received a couple years of therapy. In 2015, she contacted Trump's campaign to get a job as a makeup artist and sell her men's cosmetic product line. She later said, yes, I had moved on, but not had not forgotten the pain Trump brought into my life. I was older, wiser. Trump had married, was married to Melania, and I had hoped she, he was a changed man. She worked at one of Trump's rallies as a makeup artist, and one of the experiences she she said, I'm a makeup artist. The guy's a mask, okay? He really needed my services, and I'm a makeup artist that needs a job. Why would, why would if I was on friendly terms, why wouldn't I get that job? So Hart's lawsuit was first published on February 2016 by Law News. Her case was first published in May 2016 in the New York Times article, Crossing the Line. Trump uh, characterized her story in the Times as false, malicious, and libelous, and he strongly denies the claims. Hearth stood by her charges in, in a July 2016 interview with The Guardian. In October 2016, she said that if sued by Trump, she in- intends to countersue. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about that entire situation? I believe her 100%. For a guy that walks around and says if he is just go up to a woman and I just, you know, grab her by the, you know what, that is sounds exactly like what he what he did. Mm-hmm. And what she's claiming he did. Yeah. 
So let's move on to Jean, E. Jean Carroll. So on November 4th, 2019, writer E. Jean Carroll filed a lawsuit against Trump accusing him of defamation by claiming he li she lied. The author, who had first publicly disclosed the alleged sexual assault by Trump on, in June, said Trump's reaction to the accusation was directly harmed, has directly harmed her career and reputation. Carol said that she was filing a lawsuit on behalf of each woman who has faced harassment, assault, or belittlement. Therefore, Trump has stated that her allegation was just a promotion strategy for her book entitled, What Do We Need Men For? <laughs> a Modest Proposal, where she discloses details about the alleged assault. The White House press secretary responded to the lawsuit claiming it was frivolous and that the story was fake, just like the author. <laughs> what what's your what was that reaction about <laughs> i'm just i'm just responding okay so on september 2020 the justice department filed a court motion seeking to take over trump's defense arguing that he had acted within the scope of the presidency when he called carol a liar the justice department also moved the case to a federal court from a state court which the previous month had denied a motion by trial trump's attorney to delay the case which was about to enter the discovery phase during discovery trump could be required to provide a deposition as well as a dna sample to compare to genetic material purportedly found on the dress carol says she was wearing during the alleged sexual assault attorney general bill barr asserted the move was a routine application of the westfall act that permits the Justice Department to defend federal employees against civil liability for acts conducted in the, norm in the normal course of their duties. Barr stated that the White House had requested the Justice Department action and noted that taxpayers would pay any judgment should Carol win the case. The next month, the Justice Department asserted in a court filing that the president should not be held liable in a personal suit because he spoke in his official capacity as president an argument that if accepted by the court would have the practical effect of dismissing the suit because government employees largely enjoy immunity from defamation suits on october 27th federal judge lewis kaplan rejected the justice department's attempt to intervene in the case ruling the suit could proceed on the basis of trump's actions as a private citizen Kaplan stated that the Justice Department improperly considered the president an officer of a federal agency rather than a constitutional officer. Hmm. So what do you think about that whole situation? Sounds like a mess. Yeah, I know. And in, and in this case, Trump was trying to use the Justice Department as their own person, as his own personal law firm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. any sample trainer. So she she's saying that he sexually assaulted her. Yeah, and he's calling her a liar. Yeah, he she, and she has evidence. Yeah, hmm? but he refuses to give it. So let's show see. me the receipts. Okay, <laughs> dude, that's a long time ago. But still, it doesn't matter. This was in 1995 or 1996. Mm -hmm. So let's fast forward to 2007 with Summer Zervos. Okay. who was a contestant on the fifth season of The Apprentice, which filmed in 2005 and aired in 2006. Subsequently, she contacted Trump in 2007 about a job after the show's completion, and, she, and he invited her to meet him at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Zervos Ooh. has said 
that Trump was sexually suggestive during their meeting, kissing her open mouth, groping her breasts, and thrusting his genitals on her. She, She also said that his behavior was aggressive and not consensual. Servos is being represented by attorney Gloria Allred. You sounded like you were very disgusted by that. Yes. Ugh, it just sounds like an animal. Mm-hmm. Just wild. Like, has no self-control. I get what I want because I'm a billionaire. And you're just going to say yes. Right. So, yeah. So John- Or I can just pay you off. So <laughs> Yeah, that's what he did to Daniels. Mm-hmm. And that got out. Um, let see. John Barry, her cousin and a Trump supporter- has held Zervos t- has has said Zervos talked to her family and friends about Trump promoting his candidacy and stating how Trump had helped her out in her life. Barry said that during the presidential primary campaign, Zervos invited Trump to her restaurant and he declined. On in October 2016, the Trump presidential campaign released an email by Zervos sent to Trump's secret secretary on April 2016, in which she stated. I would greatly appreciate reconnecting at this time. He will know my intentions are genuine. Zervo said she had intended to confront Trump and give him the opportunity to clear the air. On April 21st, she sent another email to Trump's assistant, which she asked to be forwarded to Trump, in which she stated, I have been incredibly hurt by our previous interaction. So on January 17th, 2017, Zervos filed a defamation lawsuit against Trump arising from his statement that she she had lied about the accusations. Mark Kasowitz is defending Trump in that case. Uh, so Zervos has filed a subpoena for all documents concerning any woman who asserted, asserted that Donald J. Trump touched her inappropriately. On March 21st, 2018, a New York Supreme Court judge decided to allow the, a defamation lawsuit against the president to go forward. On June, 14, and June 4th, 2018, Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Jennifer uh, Schechter ruled that Trump must be deposed by January 31st, 2019. As of September 9th, 2018, Trump will provide written, written answers under oath in the defamation lawsuit. And on March 14th, 2019, a New York appeals court rejected Trump's argument that the Constitution makes him immune from state lawsuits, clearing the way for a defamation suit. On December 2nd, 2019, Trump agreed to submit questioning on uh, under oath by January 31st, 2020. In January 2020, a New York intermediate of appellate court put the defamation lawsuit on hold until a New York Court of Appeals could decide the fate of the case. The case hold meant that the January 31st, 2020 deadline for Trump to testify was also put on hold. So this has been going on since 2007. She filed, she, the, she filed the lawsuit. Ten years and, later is when she filed the lawsuit. Yeah, she filed the lawsuit, Dang. which has been going on for three years. And Trump's been avoiding it every of which he way. Does. He's been try, he's been trying to push it in any which way he can. So when did he get married to Melania? Do we know? I, yeah, I'm we, sure we know, right. but I I don't know when. I don't know how many years it's been. I mean, I think their son is like thirteen, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But that's that's uh, assuming that. They had him under what uh, in wedlock. They could have had him out of wedlock, but I don't know. Very true. Very true. So let me see. Okay. When was 
Trump married to Melania. Um, bu- 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 in 2005, January 22nd, 2005. So he's just doing all this stuff while he's married? Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I feel like, I like low key feel like, like that's like an arrangement that they have. Because I'm sorry. <laughs> Melania is like a 10 and he's like a negative 10. <laughs> I don't understand. But money talks. I mean, and money puts beer goggles on people, I guess. And she's very cold to him a lot. I know. So that's why I feel like yeah. there's like some low key like yeah. arrangement, yeah. like super secretive arrangement. Right. She's constantly she pulling gets her. to like do her thing, yeah. you know? And she's like, you do your thing. But don't let this shit get out. <laughs> right. And you know? And she's constantly, like, pulling her hand away and stuff. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just my opinion that that's probably... I don't know if it's true, it's but come language. on, guys. Come on. It's just, it's just your opinion. This is my opinion. <laughs> so let's talk about what happened on January, February 28, 25th, 2019, about one Alva Johnson who filed a lawsuit against Trump alleging he had forcibly kissed her at a rally in Florida in August 2016. While she was working on his 2016 presidential campaign, Johnson said two people, including Pam Bondi, then Attorney General of Florida, saw the kiss but both denied it. According to an interview with Teen Vogue, Johnson decided to stop working for the Trump campaign after the media started covering the Access Hollywood tape. She declared sick days until she could speak to a lawyer. In addition to the unwanted sexual attention, the lawsuit also alleges that Johnson was a victim of race and gender discrimination through unequal pay. In response, the White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders called the lawsuit absurd on its face. So. She would. So what did you think about that instance? Because this happened during the campaign with someone who was on the campaign. It's gross. Mm. He's he's gross. Like, ugh. Yeah. I'm just surprised that it was just one person. <laughs> I don't know. She's the only one that actually came out with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what makes that's why I'm surprised because mm-hmm. you know there's not just one. Right. So in May 2016, the New York Times published the article Crossing the Line. For the article, Times reporters Michael Barbaro and Megan Tooley, 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 Megan Tooley, conducted 50 interviews with women who had known Trump socially during their professional career or while modeling or competing for a beauty pageant title. So this is, this is a line from the, from the article. Their accounts, many relayed here in their own words, reveal unwelcome romantic advances, unending commentary about the female form, a shrewd reliance on ambitious women, uh, and unsettling workplace conduct, according to their according to the interviews as well as court records and written recollect, recollections. The interactions be- occurred in his offices at Trump Tower, at his homes, at construction sites, and backstage at beauty pageants. They appeared to be fleeting unimportant moments to him but they left lasting impressions on the women who experienced them other women interviewed for the story a few of whom 
had worked for Trump stated that they had not received unwanted advances and that they had never known uh, Mr. Trump to objectify women or treat them with disrespect. Joe Martin, a vice president and assistant counsel at the company, said Trump was supported, supportive of her role and her role as a mother. Laura uh, Kurilova Chukanov, a Bulgarian immigrant and 2009 Miss USA pageant contestant, said Trump helped her make connections for a documentary she was working on about her home country. Rowan Brewer Lane, Trump's former girlfriend, was quoted at length in an article in the article and was featured in an e the opening anecdote. Following the uh, article's publication, Brewer Lane accused the New York Times of taking her quotes out of context and she was and said she was flattered and not insulted by Trump. Trump's spokesperson Barry Bennett responded to the story stating they talked to 50 women and managed to put seven or eight in the story. Over half of them had great things to say. The one that had great things to say, they twisted it and called her uh, debased, which is not how she feels. The New York Times defended the story and said Brewer Lane was quoted fairly, accurately, and at length. So what do you think about that? It's just weird. Mm -hmm. So then something happened that made a lot more people come out. And mm -hmm. I will tell you what it is. So two days before the second 2016 presidential debate, the 2005 Access Hollywood tape was released, in which record, record, records Trump having an extremely lewd conversation about women in which he described being able to kiss and grope women because he was a star. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful... I, I start kissing them. It's like a magnet. I just uh, kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. <laughs> Grab them by the the, the hoo-ha. Mm -hmm. You can do anything. Many attorneys and media commentators have said Trump's statements describe sexual assault. On October, 20, on October 7th, Trump released a video statement in which he said, I said it, I was wrong, and I apologize. He called the development a distraction and attempted to deflect attention to the Clintons. And in particular, sexual assault scandals involving Bill Clinton. Republicans, cr Republican critics called him, called on him to withdraw from the presidential race. During the second debate, Anderson Cooper asked Trump if he understood that he had bragged about sexually assaulting women. Cooper used the Justice Department's sexual assault definition to include any type of sexual conduct or behavior that occurs without the explicit consent of the recipient. Trump denied having said that he had sexually assaulted women. He claimed the comments were merely locker room talk. Then, after being asked three times whether he had ever kissed or groped, groped any person without consent, he said, no, I have not. Several of the subsequent accusers said that this was the moment at which they were motivated to come forward. So, what do you, you think? You look like you have something to say. I mean, I mean, I said it earlier. I didn't realize that that was going to come up now. But yes, 100%. Everything that the lady described in the first um, allegation that we have here, which was from 95-96, it's, it's, it's this right here. I just start kissing them and touching them, and I'm like, uh, and he's disgusting. Right. 
So let's talk about the uh, the uh, the accusers who came out after this thing came out, after the Access Hollywood tape came out. Um, so the first one would be in the early 1980s, which would be one Jessica Leeds. So Leeds was a businesswoman at a paper company on a flight from the Midwest returning to New York. A flight attendant offered her an empty seat in the first class cabin next to Trump. Leeds alleged that about 45 minutes after takeoff, Trump lifted the armrest and began touching her, groping her breasts and tried to put his hand up her skirt. He was like an octopus, she said. His hands were everywhere. It was an assault. Leeds said that she had sent a letter containing her allegations to the letter to the editor of the New York Times. Her story was printed by the New York Times on October 2016, along with the account from Rachel Crooks. Trump spokesperson Jason Miller responded to the allegation, calling it fiction. Miller stated the charges were politically motivated for this to only become public decades after the final month of the campaign for, pre for president should say it all. So Trump publicly threatened to sue the Times over, over the newspaper's publication of the allegation and demanded a retraction. The Times rejected Trump's retraction demand, and Trump never followed through on his threat to take illegal action against the company like a wuss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so an alleged, uh, an alleged witness to the case who claimed she saw nothing untoward upon the flight was former British conservative county counselor from uh, Glockenchester, Glocken, uh, yeah. Anthony Gilberthorpe. Gilberthorpe was previously made has previously made false allegation against allegations against politicians and has been previously accused of making advances of an intimate nature towards conservative students. So, who knows? Yeah. Glockenchester. That's that's the name. So, <clears throat> on October 14, 2016, the Washington Post, Post reported an allegation by Kristen Anderson. Anderson said that Trump groped her beneath her skirt in a Manhattan nightclub in the early 1990s. An aspiring model at the time of the alleged incident, Anderson told the story to her friends and decided to come forward after reading accounts of other women who had done so. Anderson believed the alleged assault occurred at the China Club, a Manhattan nightclub that Newsday referred to as Donald's Monday Night Nest, due to his alleged habit of picking up women there. So, what do you think so far about these two women who came forward? I mean, they're both women from different times, and they're both saying almost the same thing. Right. Let's see about a third one. Okay. On October 13, 2016, the Huffington Post reported an allegation by Lisa Boyne. Boyne said Sonia, Mar uh, uh, Sonia Morgan, then Sonia Tremont, invited her to, to dinner with Trump modeling, mo uh, modeling agent uh, John Casablancas and five or six models. Boyne alleged that Trump made the models walk across the table, looked under their skirts, and described if they were wearing underwear. Morgan told the Huffington Post that the dinner took place with those participants, uh, did not recall lewd behavior by Trump, and said, but I have been known to dance on tables. Boyne said that she called her roommate Karen Beatrice that night to inform her about the incident. 
The Huffington Post contacted Beatrice, who denied any such call. Makes you think. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you believe him? No. You don't. You don't believe Boyne. I don't believe him. I believe her. Yeah. Okay. So on October fifteenth, twenty sixteen, The Guardian reported an allegation by Kathy Heller that she was grabbed and kissed by Donald Trump two decades earlier. Heller said that in 1997, she met Trump when she attended a Mother's Day brunch with her children, her husband, and her husband's parents at his Mar-a-Lago estate. Her parents-in-law, parents-in-law were members of, a Mar-a-Lago, of members of Mar-a-Lago. Heller was introduced to Trump, who became angry when she avoided a kiss. He then grabbed her and then tried to kiss her. She turned her head. Trump kissed her on the side of the mouth for a little too long and then left her gross yeah so heller's husband and children who were present during the event have corroborated her account on summer of 2015 the members of heller's mahjong group heard heller's account of the 1997 incident this was not long after trump announced his candidacy she decided to go public after seeing the second presidential debate on october 9th 2016 heller is a registered democrat a public supporter of Hillary Clinton and Trump, the Trump campaign spokesperson Jason Miller said Heller's account was false and politically motivated. So that seems to be their defense to everything. I mean, politically motivated or not, who in their right mind wants a man in charge of a com- in charge of a freaking country that is capable of doing these kinds of things without thinking that with think thinking that it's okay you're right for you know what i mean right politically motivated okay politically motivated to not have him in charge of our state of our country right yeah so on may 2016 the new york reported allegations by temple taggart mcdowell McDowell, who was Miss Utah, USA in 1997, accused Trump of unwanted kisses and embraces that left McDonald and one of her chaperones so uncomfortable, according to McDowell, that she claimed she was instructed not to be left in the room alone with him again. According to McDowell, a chaperone had accompanied her to Trump's office. At the time, McDowell was 21 and was known as Temple Taggart. This incident occurred in Trump's first year of ownership of the Miss USA contest. So McDowell told her story uh, uh, initially to the New York Times in May 2016, which was published in in the Crossing the Line article. She had not intended to speak publicly about the incidents again, but she received numerous calls recently due to the Crossing the Line article and felt, as a mother, that it was important to share a message about unwanted advances. You have the right to say no, and you have the right to get out of there. You have the right to leave, and you have the right to make them feel uncomfortable if they're making you feel uncomfortable, she said. So Trump said she does not know her and denied McDowell's claims. He also told the New York Times that he is reluctant to kiss strangers on the lips. Probably right. So Tagger <laughs> McDowell said that she is a Republican and not coming out with the allegation and not coming out with the allegation in order to support Hillary Clinton. That's unfortunate, but, yeah. but hey. I think no. She's saying that that she's the she's not saying the allegation is politically right. motivated. She's saying that it's not politically motivated because she's a registered Republican. Mm-hmm. 
So she's trying to add credibility to her allegation. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Amy Doris. Same year. So former model Amy Doris said in September 2020 that she and her boyfriend Jason Bin attended the 1997 U.S. Open with Donald Trump, who Bin had described as his best friend. She alleges that Trump groped and kissed her without her consent at the event. The Guardian confirmed that she told her mother and a friend in New York immediately after the incident and that she had told her therapist and several other friends about it over the years. Bin did not reply to the Guardian's request for comment. Trump denied the allegation via his lawyers. Former top model Karen Bernstein stated that her husband was was the New York friend and that Doris had told her about the assault in 2008. Mm. So, at an October 2016 Prince conference with attorney Gloria Allred, yoga instructor and life coach Karina Virginia said that in 1998, Trump grabbed her arm and touched her breast. Virginia, who was 27 years old at the time, was waiting for a ride after the U.S. Open in Queens. Um, She said Trump, whom she had not met previously, approached her with a small group of other men while commenting on her legs. He then grabbed her right arm. Virginia continued, Then his hand touched my right side of my breast. I was in shock. I flinched. You don't, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? That's what he said to me. I felt intimidated and I felt powerless. So Trump campaign spokesperson Jessica Dito responded to the allegation with a statement reading, in part, discredited political operative Gloria Allred at another coordinated publicly seeking attack with the Clinton campaign will stop at nothing to smear, smear Mr. Trump. He does that on his own. Mm. All these women are doing are just sane incidents that they encountered or had, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. They're just saying <laughs> Smearing like, that's him. the only defense that they can think of. It's like, ah, oh, it was politically motivated. Yep. <laughs> that's the only thing they can think of. So, in Barry Levine and uh, Monique El Faisi's book, All the President's Women... Karen Johnson alleged that she attended a New York Eve, New Year's Eve party at a tr- at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, where Trump grabbed her by their genitals, pulled her behind a ta- pulled her behind a tapestry, and forcibly kissed her. Johnson also alleged that days after the incident, Trump repeatedly called her without her giving him the phone number, offering to fly her to meet him, which she rejected. The book states that Johnson told a friend about the incident years before Trump ran for president. In uh, in an October 2016 article by Palm Beach Post, uh, Mindy uh, McGillivray stated that in January 2003, when she was 23 years old, she was grew up by Trump at his Mar-a-Lago estate. She said, all of a sudden, I felt a grab, a little nudge. I think it's my friend Ken Davidoff's camera bag. That was my first instinct. I turn around and there's Donald. He sort of looked away quickly. Ken Davidoff, a photographer, corroborated McGillivray's uh, uh, account, saying that he remembered her pulling him aside moments after the alleged incident to say, Donald just grabbed my buttocks. Uh. So McGillivray said... She chose to stay quiet 
and never reported the incident to authorities. She had shared details of the incident only with close family and friends until she heard Trump deny such behavior during the second presidential debate on October 9th, 2016. Hope Hicks, Trump's press secretary, said McGillivray's allegations lacked any merit or veracity and were untruthful. Ken Davidoff's brother, Daryl Davidoff, said that he was also president at the time of Mar-a-Lago and that his opinion of McGillivray, and in his opinion, McGillivray is lying. According to Daryl, I do not believe it really happened. Nobody saw it happen, and she just wanted to be in the limelight. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be in limelight as a sexual assault victim? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure that's everyone's yeah, we, dream. Because we, we all want that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that's a, everyone lady's dream. So, in, <laughs> oh, snap. I can see you're getting, <laughs> you're getting heated. It just sucks. Like, look at all these women saying these things. It's, it's, oh. This is a lot. This is a, this lot. a shithead. I mean, like, I know it, it's a lot. And they're women that don't know each other. And the stories are all similar, like super similar. Obviously, they're going to be different. But they're, yeah, the, what's happening is all similar. All the same, actually. Right. And he just gets away with it. He And that's why he says what he says. Because he knows he can get away with it. Right. Wait, did I miss? Okay. So, who was the last person? Okay, on October twenty, October, in early October twenty sixteen, uh, Grazia. The next one. No, this is it. Yep, you're right. Reported an allegation right. by Jennifer Murphy, a former contestant of the fourth season of The Apprentice. Murphy said that in two thousand five, after Trump had recently married Melania Naus, she had a uh, she had a job interview with Trump. When she was leaving, Trump kissed her on the lips, which took her by surprise. Murphy said Trump had offered her job interviews a day after she had left The Apprentice, that she immediately declined his job offer, and that she would still vote for Trump in the 2016 election. Ugh. Murphy was invited to Trump Tower for a job interview, and Trump allegedly kissed her on the elevator while dropping her on the, dropping her on the way out. Murphy elaborated that she had hoped Trump would remain true to his marriage and consider the fact that she was also engaged at the time. She also disclosed that Trump made multiple comments about her appearance during work and that the editors had to cut it out. However, Murphy said that she wouldn't want Trump to feel like she's throwing him under the bus as it did not really bother her. All right. Okay. In 2005, what? what? <laughs> it didn't bother her. Okay. In 2005, Rachel Crooks was a 22-year-old receptionist at the Bayrock Group, a real estate investment and development company in uh, Trump Tower in Manhattan. She says she encountered Trump in an elevator in the building one morning and turned to introduce herself. They shook hands, but Trump would not let go. Instead, he began kissing her cheeks, then directly on the mouth. It was so inappropriate, uh, which is what Crooks recalled in, in an interview. So I was so upset at, at that he had, that that he thought I was so insignificant that he could do that. Her story was printed by the New York Times on October 2016, along with that of Jessica Leeds. Trump has disputed Crooks' claim claims, writing on Twitter, "Who would do this in a public place space with life security cameras running?" 
I think I think you're you need to look in the mirror. So Crooks mm -hmm. is a public supporter and donor of Hillary to Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Mm. So Canadian author and journalist Natasha Stoinoff, who wrote for People magazine, had previously and previously the Toronto Star and Toronto Sun went to Trump's Florida estate in December 2005 to interview him and his wife, Melania. While there, Trump gave Stoyanoff a tour of the Mar-a-Lago estate. She says that during the tour, she pushed her against the wall and forced his tongue into her mouth. <laughs> Stoyanoff described the alleged episode. Uh, so this is what she says. So we walked into that room alone and Trump shut the door behind us. I turned around and within seconds, he was pushing me against the wall and forcing his tongue down my throat. I was stunned. And I was grateful when Trump's longtime butler burst into the room a minute later as I tried to unpin myself. Stoinoff composed herself and conducted the interview, after which she said Trump repeatedly told her, we're going to have an affair, I'm telling you. Melania was also interviewed for that article. So, so gross. Yeah, Trump sent out a tweet on December 13th, 2016, which said that he had that it had not happened and wondered why she had not mentioned the event in her People article of 2005. Stornoff responded that she had become angry when Trump denied assaulting women during the presidential debate and was triggered by the release of the Access Hollywood recording on early in early October. Until that point, she said that she had conflicting emotions common with common among victims of assault. Compi uh, compi uh, combined with embarrassment and confusion. J.D. Heyman, uh, People's Deputy uh, Editor, said, I was disorienting, uh, it was disorienting for her. She felt a great deal of worry and distress about it. Then she felt angry. That same day, Melania's lawyer demanded an apology from People magazine, stated that Melania did not say some or all of what was quoted in the People article by Stoinoff published on October 12, 2016. Melania specifically denied Stoinoff's claim that she'd run into her uh she she run into her on Fifth Avenue following the article's publication. In an interview with Anderson Cooper that aired in 20 and uh, October 17th on CNN, Melania again denied having crossed paths with Stoinoff on Fifth Avenue, as stated in Stoinoff's article. The following day, people published the account of Liza Hertz. Hertz said she witnessed the sidewalk encounter between Stoinoff and Melania Trump. Hertz's account corroborated that of Stoinoff. So, on October 18th, People produced six corroborating witnesses who said Stoinoff had re-encountered the incident, the incident to them around the time it occurred. The six witnesses were two editors from People, Mary Green and Liz McNeil, a professor of journalism, uh, uh, Paul McLaughlin, a co-worker and two personal friends of Ms. Stoinoff. So Trump's former butler at uh, a Mar-a-Lago uh, resort in Florida, Anthony Sen uh, Senecal, 85 years old, was asked about the 2005 incident in which Stoinoff alleged that the butler had burst in on Trump while she was pinned down by him. Senecal denied it ever happened, stating that as a butler, I do not burst in. I knock, then I go in. Usually after when someone says, come in. Further alleging... Uh, and when I went in, there was nothing strange about where she was standing. According to Senecal, 
the alleged incident took place in an old uh, in an old massage room with windows all around, which made it unsuitable to grope anyone since there was no privacy. What do you think? I'm gonna lie. Mm. You think Santa Claus is just no. covering? Yes, of course. Mm. What that's what he does. That's what he does. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. I mean, butlers have a reputation of actually doing the crime. Am I right? That or protecting the person that they work for. Mm. We're not saying that he committed a crime. We're just saying that in fiction, it's usually the butler who committed the murder in a fictional mm -hmm. story. Um, so let's talk about Juliet Huddy. So in early December 2017, the reporter Juliet Huddy said Trump kissed her on the lips while they were in an elevator on Trump Tower with Trump's security guard in 2005 or 2006. Regarding this incident, Huddy said, I was surprised that he went for the lips, but I didn't feel threatened. Whatever, every, whatever, everything was fine. It was a weird moment. He never tried anything after that, and I was never alone with him. Mm. Yeah. On October 22, 2016, Jessica Drake and attorney Gloria Allred held a news conference in which Drake accused Trump of having sexually assaulted her by grabbing tightly in a hug and kissed her on two, and two acquaintances nearly 10 years prior. Drake, an adult film actress and sex uh, education active, active, uh, advocate, said she met Trump at her company's booth during a charity golf tournament at Lake Tahoe in 2006. Drake claims she was invited to meet with Trump, who was married at the time, at his hotel suite. She was uncomfortable going alone, so she brought two friends. Uh, describing the meeting with Trump, Drake recounted that he grabbed each of us tightly in a hug and keached kissed each one of us without asking permission. Drake said that she and her friends left the suite after 30 to 45 minutes. Shortly thereafter, Drake claims she received foreign call phone calls from Trump or his associate, requesting that she join him in his suite for $10,000 and <laughs> offering to fly, her to fly her on his jet back to Los Angeles. She said she declined his offers. During the news conference, Drake said, I'm not looking for monetary compensation. Compensation. I do not need additional fame. I understand that I may be called a liar or an opportunist, but I will risk that in order to stand in solidarity with women who share similar accounts. Mm -hmm. During the news conference, Gloria Allred held up a picture showing Trump and Drake standing together at the time. So in response to Drake's, Drake's allegations, the Trump campaign stated that her story was false and ridiculous and that the picture was one of thousands taken out of respect for people asking to have their pay picture taken with Mr. Trump because he's so great. But Trump did not know Drake and would have no interest in ever knowing her, and that the story was just another attempt by the Clinton campaign to defame a candidate. Okay, so Trump appeared to dismiss the significance of the accusation because of Drake's line of work, saying, oh, I'm sure she's never been grabbed before. What a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because she's an adult film actress doesn't mean that she wants to be assaulted. That's not right. an invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh okay. So in October two thousand in October twenty seventh, twenty sixteen, a local Finnish tabloid, uh Ilta Senemat, reported an allegation by Nini Lok Loksonen, Miss Finland, two thousand six. Loksonen 
appeared with Trump on the Late Show with David Letterman on July 26, 2006. Loxanen claims that before they went on the air, Trump grabbed her buttocks. As Loxanen describes the interaction, he really grabbed my butt. I don't think anybody saw it, but I flinched and thought, what is happening? Someone later told Loxanen that Trump liked her because she liked because she looked like his wife, Melania, when she was younger. So, oh, snap. That Still looks the same. Come hmm? on. So Loxanen revealed her account to a local Finnish tabloid, uh, Ilta Sonomat, which had connected her which had contacted her regarding to a level regarding a level of professionalism involved in Donald Trump's handling of his employees within the Miss Universe pageant. The story was uh, published on October 27th, 2016. So, here we go. So, the Rolling Stone and NPR have reported that Cassandra uh, Searles, Miss Washington, USA of 2013, was fondled by Trump. One second. Was fondled by Trump without her consent during the Miss USA pageant of that year. In June 2016, Searles wrote that Trump invited her to his hotel room. Yahoo News published an article in June 2016 stated that Searless had made Facebook postings that accused Trump of making unwanted advances. She said she was continually he was continually groping her buttocks and had asked her to go to his hotel room. Searless also asserted that Trump had treated us like cattle. Trump and his campaign had not specifically responded to Searless's uh, allegations. So, what are you thinking? I mean, it's all the same, different people. It mm. Sucks. So let's talk about the pageant dressing room visits. So, Trump? Huh? What was that? Uh, <laughs> I already can see what's gonna happen. Okay, so Trump's owned the Miss Universe franchise, which includes Miss USA. And Miss Teen USA from 1996 to 2015. In a Howard Stern interview in 2005, he said he made a practice of walking into contestants' dressing rooms unannounced while the women were undressed. Okay, this is this is what he says. This is his own words. <coughs> this is Trump's own words. I'll go backstage before show and everyone's getting dressed and ready and everything else. You know, no men are that no men are anywhere, and I'm allowed to go in because I'm the owner of the pageant, and therefore I'm inspecting it. Is everyone okay? You know, they're standing there with no clothes, and you see these incredible-looking women, and so I sort of get away with things like that. But no, I've been very good. That's what a good person does. Yeah, <laughs> just walks in to a women's dressing room knowing damn well that he should not be there but he's the owner so he can do whatever he wants yeah whatever okay. and that that's what i'm saying the man has no respect no, no. yeah so in that interview trump declined to say whether he has slept with any contestants saying it would be a conflict of interest stern then uh, imitated a foreign contestant uh, Mr. Trump, in my country we say hello with the JJ. <laughs> Come on, that's kind of funny. And Trump jokingly responded, "Well, you could say, you could you could also say as the owner of the pageant, it's your obligation to do that." <laughs> so, contestants of the shows have specifically alleged that Trump entered the dressing rooms 
while they were in various stages of dress in 1997, 2000, 2001, and 2006. Okay. So let's talk about the Teen USA contestants. Because he, okay. he owned that too. So Maria Bellotto, Miss Vermont Teen USA, is one of five women to mention such a dressing room visit incident in 1997. Now, just to iterate, these are Teen USA, so they are underage. So... Bilotto said that of the visit, I remember putting on my dress really quick because I was like, oh my gosh, there's a man in here. Trump, uh, Trump, she recalled, said something like, don't worry, ladies, I've seen it all before. Bilotto recalled talking to Ivanka, Trump's daughter, who responded with, yeah, he does that. <laughs> Victoria Hughes, Miss New, ha New Mexico Teen USA, also said Trump did conduct a, a dressing room visit and that the youngest contestant there was 15. The dressing room had 51 contestants, each with their own stations. 11 girls said that they did not see Trump enter the dressing room, though some said it was possible that, she, they, that he had entered while they were somewhere else, or that they didn't notice. Of the 15 former contestants who were interviewed by BuzzFeed News, none alleged that Trump said anything sexually explicit or made physical contact in the dressing room, and reportedly, most of the former contestants were doubtful or dismissed the possibility that Trump violated their changing room privacy. Allison Bowman, Miss Wisconsin Teen USA, expressed skepticism. So these were teenage girls. If anything inappropriate had gone on, the gossip would have flown. Trump's campaign stated that the allegations of his entering the dressing room have no merit and have already been disproven by many other individuals who were present. So what do you think about that? I mean, it's shitty if he did do it, but I don't know. I mean, these were these all are these kids. girls are saying he didn't, but it's sad that his own daughter says, "Oh yeah, he does that." Like, I just it just seems like she's so used to him doing these kinds of things and being this way that it just seems like she just thinks that this is just oh, this is just dad being dad. You know, but it's it's not okay. Right, and he said that he want that he would he would totally date Ivanka if they were not <laughs> related. Oh, she's grown up her whole life having a sleazeball for her father, and not even knowing, and still just it doesn't seem to that she realizes how not normal that is. Right, and now she's a White House aide; she's chief advisor. Yeah. So let's talk about Bridget Sullivan. So in 2000, Bridget Sullivan was Miss New Hampshire, USA. As she prepared for a television broadcast, Trump allegedly walked into the dressing room. She told BuzzFeed that she he was coming to wish the contestants good luck, but they were all naked. Some contestants that night, that, uh, that night do not remember his entering while ladies prepared and other contestants mentioned that they had no negative experiences with Trump. A spokesman for Trump said Sullivan's claims were totally false because, I mean, of course, it's, it's routine. Tasha Dixon, Miss Arizona, USA, 2001. <coughs> told a CBS affiliate in Los Angeles that in 2001, Trump just came strolling right in. There was no second to put a ro on a robe or any sort of clothing or anything. Some girls were topless and other girls were naked. And she said that having been walked in on 
When the women had little or no clothes put on them, in a very physically vulnerable position, and then to have the pressure of the people that work for him telling us to go fawn all over him, go walk up to him, talk to him. Another contestant, Miss California USA, Carrie uh, Brigine Bowler, said the same CBS affiliate that it was wrong to paint Trump that way. Trump's response provided through spokeswoman, uh, yeah, spokeswoman Jessica Dito is that these account accusations have no merit and have already been disproven by many other individuals who are present. Dito as adds that she believes that there is a political motivation behind the accusation because you I mean that's just. <laughs> An unnamed Miss USA contestant said that in 2001. Trump walked into her dressing room and unannounced while she and another contestant were undressed. She told the Guardian, Trump just burst right in, didn't say anything, stood there and stared at us. He didn't walk in and say, oh, I'm sorry, I was looking for someone. He walked in, he stood, and he stared. He was doing it because he, know that he, he, that he knew that he could. Another contestant told the Guardian, the contestant had spoken to others of this event at the time. On October 14, 2016, Samantha Carol Holvey, Miss North Carolina USA 2006, related that Trump's conduct was cr conduct was creepy around the women uh, around the women participated, but he never made an advance toward her. She also said that before pageant events, Trump had moved in areas uh, where she and other contestants were getting ready, and that she had never been around men who were like that. More than a year after Trump was elected president and after many high-profile men such as Harvey Weinstein had lost their jobs because of sexual harassment allegations, Hovey wrote, can't work in Hollywood if you're a sexual predator, predator, but you can become the commander-in-chief. She then related how Trump made her feel very uncomfortable in at the 2006 Miss USA pageant. She eyed me like a piece of meat. I was shocked and disgusted. I have never felt so objectified. I left the meet and greet hoping that this would be my one and only encounter with him. She also described that how he had become backstage unannounced with Melania. I was shocked again by his violation of her personal space. What was he doing coming backstage when we were all getting dressed? So, what Whatever do you think he about... wanted because he could. Yeah. There were all, there were these, all these women are saying pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. In 1992, Trump appeared on NBC news show A Closer Look, hosted by Faith Daniels. During the show, Daniels said Trump, divorced at the time, agreed to make an appearance because you kissed me on the lips in front of the paparazzi, and I said, that'll cost you. I'm booking you on the show. Trump replied that the kiss was so open and nice, and that he thought Daniels' husband had his back turned at the time. Trump had invited NBC News to film a party he threw for himself and Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein at Mar-a-Lago, where they joined various NFL cheerleaders. The kiss incident occurred there. NBC News revealed footage of the party in, Ju in July 2019 showing Trump, Epstein, and the cheerleaders. At one point during the video, Trump grabbed a woman around her waist, pulled her against his body, and patted her buttocks. At another point... Trump appears to tell Epstein, look at her back there. She's hot. Now, that's a very famous picture of him with, with Epstein. I'm sure you've seen it. So 
um, a 2006 article in New York Magazine quoted Trump talking about Jeffrey Epstein. I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a load of fun to be with. It's even said he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the on the younger side. No doubt about it. Jeffrey loves, enjoys his social life. In 2008, Epstein pled guilty to charges involving child prostitution. In 2019, he was charged with child sex trafficking, and he died in the cell before facing trial. Which is a whole mm-hmm. other story for another day. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty much all the allegations. Um, let me, let's just, uh, look at a video of Trump and what he says about this. Can you see it? Uh-huh. So let's let's give it a listen. Um, you're talking about... As you will see, right now I am being viciously attacked with lies and smears. It's a phony deal. I have no idea who these women are. I have no idea. I have no idea. And I think you all know I have no idea because you understand me for a lot of years. cut it off because we're a little bit over but that's all the allegations um we could go into like the various reactions like uh trump's uh self-assessment trump's attorneys uh the why women don't report hashtag the smear allegations the michelle obama speech um but we're not going to do that in this bit we cover basically the important bit which was the allegations themselves so what is your overall opinion about all of this? My overall opinion is he's still a piece of crap, no matter how you look at it. Okay. So is he even more terrible after you know about all these allegations? Um, I didn't realize it was this many. I knew there was some, um, but it's just terrible. And I am... 100% sure that that is not it. These are just the people that have come forward and said things about it. Yeah. And and I'm going to guess that because nothing was done about these allegations, the other women are just like, what's the point? Why? Why come forward, put your name out there, bring all this publicity on yourself, and nothing happens, nothing changes. There's no... There's no consequences for this man. Now he is in charge of, he's our president. And people put him on this pedestal even more so now. It's, it's sad. Right. That's, that's that. That's the story of the Donald Trump sexual misconduct allegations. Yep. 
sure and, is. Okay. So yeah, that's that's all we got to say about that. Do you believe every all these women? I do. Why would somebody lie about that? He's ugh. Why would they say he touched them like that? What are they trying to get out of it? What, money? Really? I don't think so. Be- they're saying that it's because they just, uh, it's politically motivated. That's all their, that's their entire thing. Politically motivated. All they say it's, uh, yeah. it's fake. Politically motivated. Moving on. Fuck out of here. All right. Um, I've been Nathaniel Avila hoping for the best. And I've been Jessica Vega. Please go out and vote. Vote. Vote this guy out. Yeah. We've done all we can. We used our medium to talk about the various crimes that he has inspired and that he has done. So I don't know what else to say. (laughs) I don't know what other... Also, there was a bunch of other cases that we did not have time to do. Like... I had 10 other cases lined up for this miniseries. These are the ones that just made the cut. So there's a laundry list more. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see any more that there is a good Mixed article called Lest We Forget the Hor- Horrors, which categorized every single one of Trump's uh, crimes and misconducts of his entire time in office. So... If you want any more information about the crimes that he has committed, go there. So, that's it. Cool. I've been Nathaniel Ivers, this is Jesse Vega, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Vision Podcast, home of Wacky Talkies, The Kingdom, Evil Exists, and many more.